Welcome to This Is Aging, a podcast on a mission to explore the upside of getting older. We're your hosts, Dana Schultz and Melissa Reeves, two friends approaching midlife who are fed up with anti-aging culture and refuse to believe that life is all downhill after 40. We believe life can get better with age, and we're here with the stories to prove it. Join us and our inspiring guests as we flip the aging narrative on its head and trade fear for curiosity and celebration. Welcome to our show. This is our show. We're doing a show. As my mom calls it, the TV show. The TV or whatever. show. Well, my, my grandma used to call my website a blob. So A blob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had a, a blob for a while there, didn't you? really did. Yeah. And now I have a TV show. Well, this is our first episode. Yeah. Our launch episode of This Is Aging, which yeah. is really exciting. We're, we are feeling all the feelings, I guess you could say, about yeah. something that feels really important and timely. We want to bring this into the world in a way that connects with a lot of different people. Um, we have known each other for about 10 years. 10 years, yeah. yeah. We met in Portland in internet uh, entrepreneurial circles. Back when the internet was, it was easy to... <laughs> navigate? Like, yeah, yeah, it was easier to navigate. It was a different time for sure. Yeah, it was the Wild West of online businesses. And, and then since then, we've both migrated to Austin, me first and then you. And I feel like that's where our friendship really took a turn for the deeper because <laughs> we've yeah. both just been enduring some difficult seasons in the yeah. last several years and have really leaned on each other and I've seen such wisdom and growth in you and we've been in, in and out of women's circles together and cultivating our own um, inner wisdom and it's been such a honor to deepen our friendship and yeah. to arrive here at this place where we're doing something that feels both potently meaningful to ourselves, but also in this cultural moment is mm -hmm. really special. Yeah. And actually how the idea for this podcast started was a few months ago when we were having a conversation about a list of fun things that you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I should do some of those fun things with you. That sounds like a good idea. Mm -hmm. And on your list was hosting an event. And I said, well, let's host an event together. And yeah. then you said, let's have a conversation about aging. Yeah. And, and I said, okay. <laughs> and then, then we did it. That's the cool part is that we did it because yeah. we could have easily just not done it. Yeah. So we invited some friends over and were really blown away by how impactful the conversation was for us, for the people that came. And it was really obvious that, A, this is on people's minds. Yeah. People are thinking about this, whether they're thinking about it negatively, positively, or somewhere in between, mm -hmm. and they want to talk about it. There aren't places to talk about it, especially for people that are maybe in their pre-midlife stage. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're in your 50s or 60s, you're probably in some kind of community conversations around what that transition looks like. But if you're before that, you really might not have an outlet. So yeah, that felt really, really significant. Yeah. And I think the reason I even wanted to talk about aging, I'm 37 and inching toward 40. Of course, it's very present of mine, especially as a woman nearing her 40s. There's a lot of conversations around what we should be doing. And the feeling that I was getting was a lot of very strong messages coming at me about how I should be handling my aging process. And mm -hmm. it didn't have a lot to do 
with taking care of myself necessarily on a deep internal level or even bracing myself for some of the big milestone shifts that might happen. A lot of it was just superficial and how to captivate and hold on to my youth and to essentially resist the aging process at all odds. And I was feeling just this overwhelming, like this lurching wave of fear just coming Mm -hmm. at me of, oh my God, if I don't engage in this process of youth preservation and preserving my beauty at all odds and and really just neglecting all the other deeper parts of what aging can be, yeah. then I was going to be left behind. And so the conversations that evening really echoed that, yeah. that a lot of times we are fe- feeling fearful about the aging process. And the reason it feels so shitty is that a lot of that messaging is just being spoken at us and it's not really a conversation and so we want to take that conversation back yes and for me what feels really valuable about these conversations as i am a few years further along in what sometimes gets referred to in the birth world as advanced maternal age (laughs) um but i'm i'm almost 42 and definitely starting to enter the perimenopause phase starting to experience hormonal and physical changes in my body and also having I have a 14 year old son like I my my body has done and gone through a lot over the last 20 years of my life Mm -hmm. and also going through a massive transition in my partnership and relationship and just feeling so present to the painful narratives that can exist around body and body changes And so this feels so timely for me, so important. We haven't had a conversation with a single person that hasn't revealed that this is so, so necessary to be talking about this. And in fact, uh, last week we went out here in Austin and just had random conversations with strangers (laughs) on the street that were sometimes... Awkward. (laughs) Sometimes awkward. (laughs) But again, everyone was like, yes, I will talk to you about that because it is on people's minds. So we have some little tidbits, some snippets of those conversations that we want to share because they highlight how relatable the fears and the questions and the concerns that we have about aging are. It also really highlights how how much we have in common, that these are the same kinds of things are coming up for everyone, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 70s, whether you're a male, whether you're a female. Yeah, exactly. So what is your name? And if you mind us asking, what's your age? I am Deborah Hilliard-Bendon, and I am 71. Are you feeling any fear about aging at this point? I think a fear that perhaps everyone has is just a fear of uh, losing one's uh, independence or losing one's capabilities, particularly mental capabilities. I think I would imagine everyone has that fear. I think one thing that's interesting is that I still perceive myself of being in my 20s or 30s. And then you look in the mirror and go, holy hell, what happened here? So you feel like you've been able to embrace your age as you've aged? I think so in the sense that just coming to acceptance is an important thing and this is uh, the process of life and I feel a lot of gratitude to be where I am in life and to be able to do what I can do in life. 
My name is Edward and I'm 36. Edward, how are you feeling about aging at this point in your life? Like, is it on your mind? Is it not something you're thinking about? Um, it's hugely on my mind because I've always been a very physical person. I train into martial arts and I'm just feeling it so much like the last five years in terms of my fitness, my recovery, my energy. And I'm scared because I think of the trajectory I've been on the last five years and I'm like, oh my God, is it just going to be like the same every five years, losing that amount until, you know, God, am I going to feel like terrible all the time? So yeah, definitely thinking about it. I feel like entering into my 30s within friend groups, the conversation around Botox or just maintenance in that way has definitely, there's more of it in conversations or I notice more people nitpicking their face. How do you feel about that? Like how do, are you internalizing that and saying, oh, maybe I should do something? Or are you thinking that's something they're worrying about and I'm not worrying about it? Yeah, I don't self-reflect on it so much. I think it just makes me feel, I think just a lot of compassion for women in general that we carry a lot. And at the end of the day, like that's the viewpoint of ourselves. And it comes out in those little moments. Yeah. <laughs> Potently relatable. Very, very relatable. Yeah. The, the piece that Edward shared about feeling like this is how much demise has happened in the last five years. And if it's going to be that way every five years from now on, I mean, how, how awful is my life going to be essentially? And I think that I spent my, definitely my 20s, not even really worried about the physical things that might be coming my way as I aged. But by the time I got to 35, so much happened in a short period of time. And I realized I had that same fear that if that much can happen in the last three to five years, and if this trajectory continues, this is going to be a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the hopes and aims of the show, I mean, we're calling it This is Aging because we're not trying to be sunshine and rainbows about aging, there are difficult parts about aging. Specifically, what comes to mind for me is mental decline, loss of physical capabilities, but also loss of loved ones. I do not look forward to a season of watching my parents weaken and pass, and my own death also comes very present of mind, and um, that makes me really sad. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I feel that the strong cultural messages I'm getting right now around aging, at least in my late 30s, are just so hyper-focused on don't age because you're standing to lose so much and hold on to what you have. And there aren't any conversations, at least that I've been exposed to, that are looking at aging in a spirit of curiosity and celebration and wanting to look for oh no, actually, what are we gaining as yes. we age? And that is really I think going to take a focal point of these conversations as we speak with people in their 20s, 30s, but also 80s, 90s, and past 100. We do have a guest coming on the show that's 102. And we're so excited. <laughs> Everyone is processing aging in a different way at different phases of life, and we want to capture those, mm -hmm. those moments in time and share them, hopefully, as little bits of wisdom along your path, no matter what age you're at or no matter what gender you are or what cultural stigmas you're up against. Because there is so much beauty in embracing the aging process if we can befriend the process and work yeah. with it versus trying to live in a fear mindset and fight and resist and 
and sit paralyzed. It's a very unpleasant way to live our lives. And I personally don't want to engage in that. And on the other end of the spectrum, there's a huge cultural conversation emerging around longevity and how can we live until we're 120, 30, 40. And I'm all for living a long and healthy life, but I don't want it to come at the sacrifice or detriment of my current joy and um, being present with my experience now. I, I don't aim or strive to be living in a doctor's office, taking 200 supplements, sitting in a hyperbaric chamber and doing red light facials all day. I want to be out living my life and I yeah. want to embrace the lessons and wisdom that come at every stage of my aging process while also caring for myself and, and being very present with myself in that process. And I think in a way for me, pro-aging is not so much about letting myself go, so to speak, or just taking my hands off the wheel. It's actually being very, very present with my aging process, embracing it, and also tending deeply to myself, whether that's an extra long bath on a Sunday night, or it's facing some type of contraction that's coming up around wrinkles or loss of mobility or the sickness of a a loved one. So all of that is going to be welcome here in this um, space. And I'm so excited to explore it with you and talk with these amazing guests we have lined up and yeah i think that something that's so crucial to this conversation is the fact that in our culture and by our culture i mean modern western and largely american culture is that we are missing entirely a value of elderhood of becoming not just an old person but someone that carries and is able to share wisdom with the younger generations. And as we've lost that, we've also lost this sense of what we might gain as we get older. Because yes, we are losing something as we get older. We are, no matter how well we live our lives and no matter how lucky we may be genetically or circumstantially, there is going to be a loss, right? We will lose some of the vitality of our youth. Our skin will sag, our appearance will change. Eventually we will, no matter how well we've lived, we will be in a bed and we will die. Hopefully we die that way. (laughs) But what do we stand to gain, as you said? And so there has to be a shift in not just our mindset, but our orientation, what we're actually looking towards and who we're looking towards. Because most of us don't feel like we have elders in our lives that we really look up to, that we would say this is an example of how I want to live my life. And if we're missing that, if we don't have that, how do we find it? How do we get it? And that's something that I hope with so many of the guests that we are planning to and hoping to have on this show, that that can be one of the places that we can start to fill our own worlds with wisdom that helps us to find it in our immediate worlds, right? Because, you know, listening to someone on a podcast isn't, that's not your uncle, that's not your grandfather, that's not a person you're going to see every day. But how can we start to find some of this wisdom even in our own families, in our own communities? And I think that there's a lot of invitation there. Yeah, it's, we're going to cover a lot of different topics Sure, we're going to touch on beauty and health and longevity, but also elderhood, death, 
yeah. uh, midlife, sex, relationships, career changes. Um, everyone is aging all the time. <laughs> that, is, that affects every stage of life. And so these conversations are going to be very wide ranging, but always anchored in this reality that we are aging. And how can we access the lessons and the wisdom at every stage that we're at. And also, as you said, look ahead to those who have gone before us and hopefully glean some wisdom for how to do it as consciously and gracefully as we can. Yeah. One of the things that we've both explored as we have opened this proverbial can of worms <laughs> is what are our own influences? What were our upbringings that informed our own concept of ourselves, of our bodies, of our health, all of these things. And probably most people with few exception would say that their parents have had a role to play in how we view ourselves in this way. So we both had conversations with our moms and tried to dig into the conversation with them in a way that perhaps offered more context than we would even have assumed, right? Yeah, we, we tried to, before speaking with them, synthesize what we had viewed as their values or approach around aging. But in conversations with them, it was pretty beautiful because the wisdom coming from their own mouths was actually quite different than what we were expecting yeah. and was really insightful. Yeah, and it reflected something that I experienced in the conversation you and I hosted about aging, which was that most people seem to find themselves somewhere in between the extreme of, I would do any cosmetic procedure available to prevent myself from getting older, and the other extreme of, I just don't give a fuck. Most people don't, wouldn't identify themselves in either of those camps. They would feel that they are somewhere in between. Trying to do the best they can Trying with to, what they have exactly. at the age they are. Exactly. And for both of our moms, that was also evident. I had more of a perception of my mom that she valued health but didn't care as much about her appearance. And in my conversation with her, it was clear that she cared more about her appearance than I understood, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and with my mom, she's always taken really great care of herself physically, very much valued her health, but I was always gleaning from her that she cared immensely about her appearance and that that was very high value to, to her. And it, of course it still is, but I think my takeaway from that conversation was that it has to do more with how she feels. And it's very important for her to be able to wake up and spend five hours in her garden if she wants to. and have the energy to go out on a nice date with her partner in the evening and share yeah. a nice conversation. And so it had more to do with taking care of her health and preserving her energy and her vitality than it was yeah. necessarily about looking perfect. Yeah. So it was enlightening to ask her directly versus just assume based on what I was gleaning. So your mom is also a gardener? She loves to garden. I mean, well, she and her partner are basically homesteaders at this point. So they mm -hmm. try and I think they're trying to subsist uh, on their own as much as they can. And she has a, her entire backyard is a garden. So that's how I grew up. Yeah. That's so funny. In the conversation <laughs> with my mom, she talks about, well, I can't really do that right now because it's harvest time. And I was like, okay, yeah, I remember harvest time. It's <laughs> an important time. It's an important time. And then comes canning you time. You can't just like go <laughs> visit your kids when it's harvest time because yeah. yeah, harvest time leads to canning time. Yeah. We will share some snippets of these conversations with our moms 
as a way of just showing and, and telling the story of them, but also us. It's where we come from. It's their, their stories are our stories. And this is something that I think is also a really beautiful part about leaning into age and getting older is that we can find more reverence and more meaning in where we come from. When you're in your twenties, when you're an adolescent, you don't care where you come from. You're ready to forge your own path. You're ready to find your own way. And, and that's normal. That's a healthy developmental stage. But as we get a little older, we start to find more place, more belonging, more of a sense of connection to our history. And so I think there's a lot of beauty in that as well. So, hi, Mom. Thanks for doing this with me. I appreciate it. Well, you are more than welcome. I'm honored and blessed to be a part of it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay, so my first question is, are you comfortable telling our audience how old you are? Yes, absolutely. I'm 68. 68. Okay, how do you feel in your 68-year-old body at the moment? I feel young for my age. I feel blessed that I'm able to stay active. As you age, you get a few bumps in the road, which I've had here in the last year, but you just power through it because you have the desire to to stay active. How do you feel about approaching 70? Does this feel like a significant milestone to you or is it just another number? 70 is probably a little scarier than 30, 40, 50, or 60 when you're get, getting into your last few decades, it gets a little, little scary. What specifically about it feels scary? I guess the thing is that you, you want to stay as active as you have been your whole life because I've been very active my whole life from teenager to now. And you just want to keep, keep the ball rolling on that and hope that you don't hit anything that prevents that. I uh, try to remain optimistic. I think optimism is important. The older you get, you look back and went, wow, you know, the weeks, the months, the years, they just, they start going faster. So Mm -hmm. you just have to focus on one day at a time, I guess, is how I'd say. Can you tell me a little bit about not wanting to look ugly at your funeral? Well, I don't really want anybody to look at me. Depends on the circumstance. <laughs> Not about where I'm at at that point. It's about my life prior. I mean, I would like to die naturally and looking good, but I'm not focused on that. Did you learn anything advice-wise from your mom or grandmother about aging? I was blessed with a beautiful grandma and mom and they both were very active. I mean, that's one thing. They were just hardworking women. I mean, hard work is a good thing. And so I learned from them that just keep moving, keep moving. Don't sit and just let your body and your mind just get stagnant. How do you feel about things like aging prevention like cosmetic procedures did you ever feel like you wanted to do something like that there's no way i would want to do any facial type of cosmetic like botox no there's no way i think i look just fine without it you know yeah and 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 probably 
better without it. I don't have a problem with some gray, but I don't know how I would look with it. Yeah, I mean, there's probably everyone has certain things that make them feel like themselves and you know like mine is having lip color on i always like having on a little bit of lip color and if i didn't have that i probably wouldn't feel as confident exactly have you had a favorite decade in your life so far oh gosh that's a hard question i would say every decade of my life has been wonderful i can't even pick a favorite um because I've been blessed to have wonderful things in my life every decade. You just have to appreciate each decade for what it provides you and what you give to it. Yes. Okay, my last question is, do you have any advice for younger people today other than maybe engaging with life more outside of their phones? whatever brings you joy and happiness uh, focus on that and it's not that you don't want to succeed in your career or be successful but it's not about the money it's about happiness in your life because money's not going to buy it i see so many people they just plop down and they just sit and they're just like it feels like they're waiting to die (laughs) i'm not doing that yeah (laughs) i'm gonna go down fighting Yeah, you're probably going to be in the middle of a walk or a gardening session or a dance party when you go. Keep moving and keep happy. (laughs) All right, Mom. I love you. Okay, I love you too. Bye. My first question is, what would you say the cultural influences have been for you around aging? Okay, Um, definitely media these days, like in these, the last two decades, probably media on just taking care of yourself, being fit, good sleep, good nutrition, all those kinds of things. Definitely that, um, a little bit of friends, like just seeing, being encouraged by what friends are doing to help them mostly be able to live well through your senior years. Definitely. I would say my mom and the women in my life when I was younger. And from that perspective, it would be um, not thinking about it. <laughs> just just ignoring it. Yeah, not really thinking about the future. So your, your perspective on aging has largely focused on health and taking care of the functioning of your body. Have you felt over the years, have you felt pressure or desire to change the appearance of your body? Has there been any sense of fear or pressure that has come up around how our bodies change in our appearance? So do you mean sagging? (laughs) It could mean anything. (laughs) I mean, we're all sagging. I don't think anything about um, my hair because I like that I don't have very much gray hair. I do think about my wrinkles and I am trying some stuff on my wrinkles, which is very little. But how do you, how do you really feel about it? Like, how do you feel about how your appearance has changed as you've gotten older? I don't like it. I don't like it. You don't like it. I don't like it. So do you, um, sagging skin and stuff like that, like my belly, especially. Um, I don't like that. One good thing 
know yeah don't put this on the tv show or whatever but when you have small boobs i don't feel like my boobs are safe (laughs) i'm in the same boat i'm totally putting that on the show that's a real thing (laughs) i'm curious if when you were younger did you ever look forward and think oh no i don't want to allow these kinds of things to happen to my body either with your health or your appearance or has it not been until the last few years that you have thought more closely about those things it's definitely the last few years not and it has been a few years now it's probably been five years I think I was just so busy when I was younger. Yeah. And my observation of you growing up was certainly that you were busy, but it was also kind of that that didn't seem to be a priority to you. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but if I were to look at you compared to your sisters, they all wore makeup and pantyhose and and you kind of threw that stuff out the window, probably because you were the, the mother of 10 children. But I'm curious if you really didn't care or if you just had to focus on other things. I think I'm not geared that way. Looking back over the last, let's say, 30 years of your life, like since your 30s, what would you say to someone that is younger? How how do you think they should be thinking about or preparing for getting older? I think probably the main things I would accentuate would be acceptance because because I do think aging can make you feel ugly. You can feel like you're ugly. Your 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 skin is sagging. Your wrinkles are showing up. You don't look good in the mirror when you look back anymore. Sometimes I do think eating well and thinking about what this is doing to every cell in your body. What you're eating right now, um, and exercise, and probably good friendships. Like you know, having more fun, having more laughter, having doing more things in your life that you actually really like to do. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of what we all have to do is the work that's at hand, whatever it is for us. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. You're well, everyone, this has been Julie Neal, the original lay midwife, naturopath, farmer, homeschooler, and resistor of trends. <laughs> resistor of trends, for sure. Okay, so those are our moms, everybody. That's their debut on the show. It's pretty profound to realize how much of an impact they have had on our journey, the way we see ourselves, the way we see our aging process, both positively and negatively. Yeah. And even as we've just, we're now recording our first episode, but in the months leading up to this conversation, speaking for both of us, we've both experienced a pretty noticeable shift in how we are feeling about ourselves and the aging process. And so I think one of our biggest hopes with this uh, space and these conversations is to open up a new possibility to what your aging process can look like and maybe show a bit of a third way. Because on the one hand, there's preservation against all odds. And on the other hand, there's just a complete lack of care. Mm -hmm. But how can we engage with both of those and not miss the more deep, meaningful, impactful parts as well? Absolutely. Yeah, for me, as we have embarked on this journey, it has already opened so much possibility for me and also triggered a whole lot. I just the other day had an experience where I was trying on outfits for our photo shoot Mm -hmm. at the store and had a moment of complete existential meltdown Mm -hmm. of looking at my body in the mirror 
and the changes it's gone through, even just in the last months that I've experienced quite a bit of stress and just feeling myself just deluged with this sense of loathing and hatred for my body, mm. which isn't something that I live in every day, um, but it's also not unfamiliar to me. And I've certainly experienced that before in a department store change room. We've all been there. We've all been there. But typically what I do with that feeling is like, no, 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 la, la, la. Like I <laughs> just throw the clothing in the in a pile in the corner. And run out of the and, store. <laughs> and put my, put my sweatpants back on and run out the door. Exactly. And I instead started to wail audibly. Surely <laughs> <laughs> attracting the concern of several sales consultants. <laughs> oh, most certainly. They did tend to me quite differently after that moment. Yeah. But... And it, it was maybe a little a little over the top, but I just had in my cells this awareness that this feeling that is coming up in me right now needs to be felt. Yeah, it does not need to be subdued. It does not need to be explained away. It doesn't even need to be affirmed. I don't need to stand here in the mirror and go, "I'm actually so beautiful." <laughs> That's not what it needs. I need to just feel all of this and. At one point, I had my hands on my body and I said, I don't know how to love you, but I want to. Mm. And it was such an important moment for me. And what actually came after that was this deep sense of relief in my system. Yeah. I didn't buy anything from that store. I walked out of the store, but I interacted so differently with the experience. I hung the clothing back up on the hangers and neatly put them there for the people that work at the store. And, and then I walked out and I went into another store to find something that I liked. Yeah. And that experience would typically have sent me home in a, a surge of shame that I wasn't really allowing myself to feel, but I was allowing it to inform my actions. Yeah. Instead, I was like, no, I still have to find something that I want to wear. And I went into another store and had a great experience and walked out with something that I loved. Yeah. And the whole thing felt transformational. Yeah. Just for acknowledging and really feeling that yeah, feeling. Absolutely. And I do believe that that in part was made possible by the opening of these conversations to be living out loud in this kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel similar to, I mean, I, ha I didn't have a dressing room uh, meltdown, <laughs> but I think just looking back on how much energy and time I've put into worrying about the external appearance that people are seeing, how much time I've spent really neglecting myself and how I really feel about myself. And it's made me reflect on the concept of self-care. What does that mm -hmm. really mean? And what does taking care of myself really look like? And I'm beginning to realize it doesn't have very much to do with what I look like. It has to do with what I feel like yes. and really tending to that feeling. And so there's already been some pretty noticeable shifts and, and an opening into, oh, okay, something is happening today that I'm not comfortable with in my body, in my lived experience. And as one of my yoga teachers had said at one point, this mantra of, and now it's like this. Mm. I love that mantra so much because not only is it accurate and now it's like this, mm -hmm. it is our, our new reality. It is vocalizing the truth of the experience and I can either choose to accept what's happening and 
lean into my body, lean into my emotional experience and ask what's there, or I can resist it and say, no, I don't like it like this. And I will yes. resist and tighten and constrict. And I can tell you from living in that place of tightened, fearful constriction for 10 years, it's miserable. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that as you lean into and accept what's happening, t what tends to happen is that thing self-resolves. doesn't always necessarily physi physiologically or mentally, but you start to become more aware of what the deeper root issue of that, mm -hmm. that constriction and fear is. Yeah. So it's already having some pretty profound effects just, yeah. just by opening up the door, like you said. Yeah. One of, one of my dear friends who's also a yoga teacher has a really similar mantra and it adds another piece, which is, it's just like this right now. So that speaks to the moving through of something, which again, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is fixed, but that it does change. It moves through, right? And there's an acceptance that comes and a, an ability to embrace whatever that new reality is, which brings a very different energy to it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to probably do a good job at this podcast. I think we're going to kick some ass at this podcast. <laughs> I think we are too. We're Even though we appeared, I'm 37 and you're 40, 40, almost 42, almost 42. Yeah. Even though we have um, lived a lot of life, we have so much ahead of us and it feels like the perfect time to start engaging with this as it's very present of mind yeah. and heart. And I'm so excited to learn from the guests that we have coming on the show. It's yes. just like this rich cast of prolific characters and yeah, we're something learn so much. that we talked about from early on is that maybe the hesitation with doing this was not wanting to come across as having figured anything out. And we really want to emphasize that, that this is for us an exploration of our own journey and an invitation and a seeking of wisdom. We are not claiming to be the experts on aging. We're not health experts. We're not longevity experts. <laughs> we are just to people that really want to seek and embrace wisdom as we grow older and also this sense of what you already named, which is curiosity and celebration of this obviously designed aspect of being a human. Mm -hmm. Getting older and eventually dying is not something new. It isn't something broken. It's... It, for some reason, how this whole thing was designed, that the body has this finite time period mm -hmm. and that this experience of being in a body comes to an end. And so if we trust that there's design in that and that there's wisdom in that, yeah. what can the journey look like? Yeah, I mean, it's quite literally the medicine that we both feel we need. And so yeah. we're gonna be learning right alongside everybody. Our next few episodes are going to be amazing. We have got some really incredible guests lined up that you are going to love hearing from. And we will also occasionally have conversations between Dana and I where we're maybe processing decisions that we're making around the things that are happening in our bodies, in our health. In our relationships. Our, our relationships. Our yeah. yeah, our careers, our feelings. Sometimes <laughs> we'll talk about feelings. <laughs> and just hopefully give you a window into what is going on behind the scenes for us as we go through this. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us for our first episode of many. We're just thrilled and honored to have you along for the journey as we embrace aging with curiosity. 
and you can find us anywhere you go online. So our website is thisisaging.com. All of our social handles are the same at thisisaging. We are building community and would love for you to be part of the conversation. Come say hi. Thank you so much for listening to This Is Aging. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others and leave a rating and review for us in iTunes or Spotify. You can also subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on all the social platforms at This Is Aging. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Please note the information shared in this episode is for educational purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice or consultation with a healthcare professional. In this episode, we may share links and references to products and services that may enable us to receive compensation from referrals or sales. This is Aging only recommends products and services that we use, love, and believe will be helpful to you.